Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. You want to follow Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter? Follow me at Strict Anonymous. And if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to my channel. Just go to the top bottom right corner, click subscribe, and make sure to like and share my videos and comment below. What I love about YouTube is, as a platform for my show, is the fact that people comment there and I get to get into conversations with my listeners. That's what I love. So go to YouTube to talk about this episode if you want to. And if you're listening, make sure to subscribe. Uh, I'm going to be taping people again to be on my show. So if you want to be on, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Tell me a little bit about yourself in the email and then I'll get back to you. Today, I have a guy named Aaron Canada. Now, Aaron Canada created a short that I saw on erectile dysfunction. I thought the short was so great that I literally like sent it to like two of my list and my callers who I knew had this problem because I was like, I think that this could really help them. And it was just a short. He's in the process actually of doing a full length documentary. It's called Sexual Dysfunction, A Love Story. It's about uh, him and his girlfriend and his producer, I think it is, <laughs> journey of figuring out how to conquer their sexual dysfunction. He's got ED, his girl's got something else. The producer, like I said, that he met up with also has ED. That producer um, started an anonymous community for guys with erectile dysfunction. And it's anonymous. So you could go there. There's thousands of people who have signed up. It's a great place to go, like I said, anonymously and talk to other people who are just like you. Links to all of these things are going to be in the description below. Links to the short that I think is fantastic. You should watch that first because that gives you a, like a little backstory on it. There's a lot of great experts in there talking about erectile dysfunction, you know, what is the cause of it? What are the solutions? Uh, and then there will be a link to his Kickstarter campaign. You could donate to help him finish his documentary. And then there'll also be a link to that online anonymous community for you guys to sign up and join. I think erectile dysfunction is very common. Not only do I think it, I mean, I learned this by watching his show, right? It's a very common problem, but it's something that people don't talk about. And the reason why I decided to have Aaron Canada on is because I think that it's really important for people to talk about things like this. I think what he's doing is fantastic. And I wanted to support his cause uh, on this episode. Not only does he talk about erectile dysfunction and, you know, as and what you could do about it. He also talks about his personal experience with it, as well as his girl's personal experience with her sexual dysfunction. Um, so sit back, relax, and I'm going to be right back on with Aaron. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. 
Uh, hey, Aaron, Canada. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. You're gonna, you're Aaron Canada, and that is your real name, even though it sounds like a fake name. Like, you know, who the right? Yeah, it sounds like a sounds like a a, a stage name, right? Yeah, I would be like, why? If you said, oh, I'm going to use this fake name, Aaron Canada, I'd be like, please don't make your last name a country. I mean, that's so, so dumb. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, Aaron, I found you because you emailed me a link to a short film, right? It's a short, right? Mm-hmm. That you made on erectile dysfunction. Now, I talk a lot about... P.E., right, which is premature mm-hmm. ejaculation. But what you're talking about on your short film and what you have experience about, which is another problem that guys have, is getting it up, keeping it up, that kind of issue, right? And it can be, there's all ranges in that issue, right? I, I had a guy on who has, because of diabetes, I mean, he hasn't had an erection in years. You know, it can be that extreme, mm-hmm. right? And it can be less extreme. Right, yeah, and uh, you know, diabetes is is a big one. Yeah. Because um, from my understanding, you know, basically what happens is over time the the blood vessels just start to degra- degrade and tear yeah. apart. And I mean, you know, when you have bad bad vessels, you know, you have bad blood flow, and the one thing you need to to rise to the occasion um, is good blood flow. So yeah, it's it's you know, it can have varying levels of severity, um, but it's extremely common for a, a whole host of reasons. Um, and that's, that's what I was trying to get across most in the, in the short is like, look, if you think you're the only one, you're, you're certainly not. Yeah. Well, we'll see how many downloads this episode gets, right? That's how I always know, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and so why don't you explain, because you have a personal experience with this, right? And then, cause you have it or had it, I'm assuming maybe you cured it. Like, I mean, tell me your story. Yeah. So it is, uh, it's, it's still an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, uh, I first noticed the problem uh, when I was about 17, um, it, and it's, it's something that I'll, I'll never forget because it was that, like, it's just an indelible memory that's going to stick with you forever. So um, uh, I was hanging with one of my, you know, with my best friend at the time, and we went to hang out with his girlfriend after her prom, and why he didn't go with her to her prom is a whole different story. Um, we were hanging with them, and she was she had a friend over, and you know one thing led to another. We went back to my house because my mom was out of town, and then again one thing led to another. And this you know this friend and I went upstairs, and you know with with every intention of getting down and dirty, and you know she's naked, I'm naked, I'm on top of her. I've somehow gotten the condom on, um, but there's absolutely no erect, like not even half of an erection, just nothing happening there. Um, and that's when I first realized, like, oh, th- that's that's strange that I don't like this. Um, wh- what is going on here? And then it just kept kind of happening. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, the definition of an erectile dysfunction is um, the inability to uh, to get and maintain an erection for any kind of in- intimacy, but mostly with with intercourse is, is when it's the, usually the most difficult. Right. Um, and that's what I what I noticed over you know the next couple of years, and 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 didn't really understand what was going on, but. You know, with partners, I would either not be able to get an erection or, you know, I would get one, but I wouldn't be able to, to maintain it all that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so still still kind of dealing with it to this day. Uh, there's there's so many great treatment, uh, treatment options out there that I've been able to live, you know, a fairly, quote-unquote, normal sex life. Um, 
but it's it is something that I will most likely have to deal with for the rest of my life. What was the reason for your dysfunction? Is it was it is you know because there's all different kinds of reasons for it. Can you list those and then tell me like your experience? Right. Yeah. So there's uh, usually it's physical. Um, actually, one one thing that that I try to tell everybody and anybody that that asks me about this topic is. If you're experiencing direct uh, erectile dysfunction, you need to at least, at the very least, go get your heart checked out. Right. Because erectile dysfunction is a uh, is a red flag warning for uh, cardiovascular disease. Um, so uh, when you first notice erectile dysfunction, within three to five years, there's about a 50-50 chance that you'll experience your first major heart episode, whether it's uh, angina, uh, a heart attack, a stroke. Um, so if you're experiencing ED and, and you're just now noticing it, go get your heart checked out at the very least. Um, but you know, other things like you said, diabetes, uh, hypertension, um, high cholesterol. I mean, really it, anything that affects your heart, anything that affects blood flow is, is first going to affect your penis. Um, and then there's also, you know, uh, psychosomatic, psychological yeah, issues. For sure. uh, my mm-hmm. personal one is, is anxiety. Right. Um, Still, you know, from from my earliest memories, I've had anxiety and it's never gone away. It's it's generalized anxiety disorder. So basically, you're on edge all day, every day, at all times. Um, and it's basically, you know, with what anxiety is, is your body is just flooding with adrenaline. Your body is saying, all right, so something is wrong. There's danger somewhere. We've either got to run or we've got to fight. And so adrenaline is the fight or flight hormone. Uh, and as Paul Nelson in the film, as he as he puts it. Um, you know, you can't run or fight with a raging boner. And so that, I think, is what my main issue is, is just anxiety is, is keeping, me, keeping me from performing the way that I'd like to. Uh, so it is, you know, if I'm able to get this anxiety figured out, if I'm able to, able to quell it and, and, and get it taken away, I might have a shot at not having to use treatments to get an erection. Um, but th- thankfully, there are treatments out there for every level of severity. Uh, and what they like to say at, at uh, May's Sexual and Reproductive Health up in uh, New York, who's, who's been working with us almost, uh, uh, almost exclusively on these projects, is, you know, if you have a penis, we can get you an erection. Even after you're dead, we can get you an erection. <laughs> so there's, there's hope for guys no matter what. No, I love the guy in New York City. He was a doctor. I forgot his name. He was, in, he was a New York doctor. And he was like, you know, there's hope for every single person out there. And I love that. And I'm sorry, but like as a person who's had anxiety in my life, I'm a lot older than you. Um, 100,000% you could get that anxiety, you know, in your past under control. Totally. It's, it's doable. Mm-hmm. People have done it before. You could do it. You just have to believe that you can. And then that would, you know, fix that issue for you because yours is not a physical issue, right? So there's no way that you can't 100% fix your issue. I think that everybody's issues are different, right? But when it gets comes to, you know, a, a psychosomatic one, and if it's something like you said with anxiety and stuff, you just have to conquer that. And that has been conquered by millions of people before you, you know? For sure, mm-hmm. whether it's Correct, medication yeah. or through doing the things of trying to figure out where that's coming from, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's that's one of the things that we're going to be focusing on in the the feature length version that we're making now about sexual dysfunction in general in men and women. Um, is trying to find a way that I can get past this anxiety, so I can at least, you know, not not have or at least try not to have erectile dysfunction anymore. So it's, you know, for the guy that it's psychosomatic, like, I mean, what do they say for you? Like, do they say, 
you know, oh, go on medication for your anxiety? Did you ever try that? Uh, see, yeah, I do take, um, you know, a once daily thing. And, and as far as I know, that, that cuts the anxiety somewhat. Um, but like you said, it's just a matter of, of finding the thing that works for you and, and yeah. believing that you can fix it. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's definitely the way to look at it for this upcoming feature length. There's like no half measures. We're going all in no matter what to figure this thing out. But let me ask you this when you're, when you're solo pleasing yourself, right? Is there an issue or is it, and it's only with your partner or is there also an issue then? Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. So uh, now that I'm getting a little bit older, I am noticing that um, when I am solo, it is, it is still a little bit difficult. Um, when I was younger, being solo, there was no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only when I was in the, in the presence of someone else and we both had kind of the same, the same goal. Um, that's when you know, I wouldn't be able to perform as, a, as I would have liked. Right. Um, but yeah, solo, there's, there's usually not, not, it's usually achievable is what I'll, is what I'll say. But yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, now that, you know, I've got the, the treatments like sildenafil, generic sildenafil is amazing. Um, and so if I am ever having issues, whether it's with a partner or, or by myself, you know, that, that, that little magic pill um, definitely comes in handy. Right. And w- are you in a relationship now? How old are you, by the way? Because you keep saying when you were younger, like, how old are you now? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm 37. Okay. And are you married? Or are you in a relationship? Uh, just recently got engaged, actually. Oh, okay. Congratulations. So how long have you been with your partner? Uh, so she and I have been together not, not long. Uh, it's, it's funny that you, that you say, like, when you find your soulmate, you know, the, you yeah, know it right away. You know sure. it's the right one. Like, yeah. that's, that's exactly how it was. We mm-hmm. met uh, late, late August of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and within a couple of months, like, we were both like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is what we can go with. Because... She hasn't had too many relationships. Mm-hmm. I've had many, many. Um, and so it was great that we were both coming from opposite, opposite sides of the spectrum. And we could both tell, like, yeah, no, this is, this is it. This yeah, works. I believe in that. I think, you know, listen, everyone's story is very different. I've heard them all. And I've heard them all be successful at, with different kinds of starts. And they're all d- become unsuccessful with different kinds of starts. You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. And mm-hmm. I think the older you get, the, the, the quicker you know. It doesn't take as long. You know what I mean? So, you, you know, mm-hmm. life's short. Like, why not? You know what I mean? I think it's great, especially for her that she found, you know, being not a relationship person, right? And not, you know, found somebody who is, right, in you. And you have that. So that's like a, a, an, a good anchor for her, right? And, and mm-hmm. maybe that's what she always needed. And you'll help her along to stay in that. So that's great. And so now, has she been, are, are you okay with her, like, as far as intimacy goes? And how do you bring it up with your partner? 
So that is um, another major story. That is probably going to be the biggest storyline of the upcoming film that we're making about male and female sexual dysfunction. Yeah. Uh, she has what we haven't sought diagnosis yet, but based on my own research and the people I've talked to, um, we are almost 100% certain that she has what's called primary vaginismus, which is uh, an involuntary contracting of the muscles in the vaginal walls that makes penetration nearly, if not entirely, impossible. So if you if you can believe it, I'm I'm engaged to this person, and we've not yet had intercourse. Oh, I um, could believe it. Yeah, because um, you were like you so, guys you know, smelled each other from a mile away. Like how perfect, right. <laughs> you know, for exactly. those two people um, to come together, and you could like you know try to conquer, but you're both you know trying to conquer things. Right, and yeah, we've been pretty open with each other from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we uh, we're both filmmakers. We met on a film set. Um, and so I had told her about my short on our first date, um, and what it was all about. So, yeah, and that's, that's something that guys with ED need to know. Like if you talk about it up front, if you let your, your prospective romantic partner, uh, know about things right up front, like you can definitely get past it a lot quicker mm-hmm. and work with it as opposed to trying to hide. It's like with anything, if you try to hide it, if you try to, you know, uh, work your way around it. it it's not going to go as well as you'd like. Just be open and honest with, with your partner from the beginning. Who was more, who was open and honest first, you or her? Oh, totally me. I, <laughs> having, having made a film about it where I'm on camera. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Hi. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I talk to anybody I can about sex, sexual dysfunction, sex and sexuality in general. I mean, I work at a sex shop mm-hmm. down here in Orlando. Oh, really? Like it's, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, I, was, I was definitely more open. Right. And then she then admitted to you, because it wasn't like something that she recently discovered. Like, this was something that she also had as an issue. So she was probably like, so ha- maybe that's why she wasn't in a lot of relationships. I would assume, um, you know, we've, we've had discussions about it, especially considering that it's going to be, um, you know, part of the film. Um, but yeah, it's no no penetration possible. Uh, even something as small as a finger is is impossible and creates excruciating pain um, for her. So she she talked about it to the best that she could without really knowing much about it. And then when I started researching for this upcoming film, I started researching female sexual dysfunction because I figured that's probably the next step, the next logical step to make. You yeah. know, I've I've got all this information about male sexual dysfunction, but if we're gonna uh, if we're gonna reach everybody, we've got to acknowledge that it's not obviously it's not just men, but we've got to let people know like female sexual dysfunction isn't isn't talked about nearly as much mm-hmm. as male sexual dysfunction, and they tend to experience it more often than men, or at least they self-report. Right. Um, depending on the surveys and the studies, you'll find that women self-report about forty to forty-five percent have uh, have some kind of sexual dysfunction. Men at about 30 to 35 percent. But since those are are solely survey based, you know, those numbers are probably much, much higher. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe and same thing like with the uh, the the erectile dysfunction that you talk about. Like, I mean, what she has is very extreme. Right. But there's probably a lot of other, you know, sexual dysfunction that women have that isn't that extreme. Right. But that definitely plagues women. Right, yeah, and um, so one of the, the doctors we've been, been working with and interviewing is uh, named Dr. Batsheva Marcus. Um, she wrote a great book called Sex Points, mm-hmm. where she, um, she actually breaks down female sexual dysfunction into four quadrants. There's uh, pain disorders, orgasm disorders, arousal disorders, and desire disorders. And, 
you know, if you have some kind of sexual dysfunction, you're going to fall into one of those general categories. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's the great thing about sexual dysfunction, if there is a great thing, is um, once you once you can at least admit to yourself that okay, something might be wrong here. Yeah, the diagnosis and treatment are readily available. Right. Um, readily available out there for you, and most of them, most of them are are highly treatable. Now, with your girl, right? Has is what is the solution for her problem? Is is her problem highly treatable? I'm assuming not, because you guys still haven't had sex. Well, so it is, um, but we haven't. We haven't really, you know, and I, I hate to say that that the cost of healthcare is prohibitive, but it kind of is. Um, yeah. And that's so a that, whole other that's topic. why we're hoping. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we're hoping with this film we we can gain access at least. Um, at least some, some discount access, or hopefully there's somebody out there who's, who's willing to, to donate their services. Um, because treatment for it is, is fairly simple. Um, what at, is the, the at the most extreme, so basically it's all about um, using a series of dilators. Um, right. mm-hmm. So basically, you know, you have the smallest one that's about the thickness of your pinky. You put that in, wear it for about 10 minutes or so, and you focus, you, you focus on relaxing. And relaxing the muscles in your vaginal walls away from the dilator. Yeah. And so, you know, you do that every day and then you can graduate to the next largest and the next largest and the next largest. Um, and in the most extreme cases, what they'll do, it, it, they, they, call, uh, they call these people table jumpers. Like even the, the, the sheer thought of having anything near their vaginal opening to be inserted causes them to jump off the table there and just hyperventilate. Yeah. Uh, so in the most extreme cases, what they'll do is they'll put the patient under general anesthesia um, and then uh, a series of Botox injections inside the vaginal wall mm-hmm. along with uh, lidocaine injections. And then once the, the, uh, once the muscles relax, they insert the largest dilator they have. Mm-hmm. And so when the patient comes out of general anesthesia, they, their first realization is, oh, my God, there's something in there. And not only is there something in there, but it's very big and it doesn't hurt. And that right there is a great way to kickstart the, pro- the, the ongoing process of then treating it, you know, gradually with the dilators over time. That first realization that this is not impossible, usually for the, the patients that undergo that treatment, is hugely beneficial. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's in that it's in your head as a as one thing and they're trying to change that right and it's like you were talking about like once you see once you see that there is a solution mm-hmm. you know there's no there's no half measures there's no trying it's like okay no there is a solution this is possible let's just let's keep working at it let's do it right so those dilators are they expensive not not prohibitively so um right. we've got some of the store that i work at um i can't remember the exact price but it's around 30 dollars, just depending on how many dilators so you haven't dilated? No, not yet. We're Why we're not? Um, so we're she until well until I found out about this until I found out about the treatments we didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once I found out about it, being the 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 uh, the forward thinking filmmaker that I am, I thought okay, we need we shouldn't do anything until until we start filming. <laughs> so oh, I get it. At that right. point, <laughs> and at that, at that point, what we can do is not only, you know, take her through the process and, and help her get, um, get through it as well, and we can also get it on camera so we can show the process from start to finish. Right. So other people dealing with, with this can also see like, oh, you know, here's where she's at and here's where she's going and this can be done. If she can do it, I can do it. And how old is she? She is 27. She's 27. And this is something that's plagued her whole life. Has she ever had sex? 
No. Oh, interesting. Really, she mm-hmm. met the right guy. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't think that these things happen by coincidence. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, like, um, it, it just, it, it, it seems, and so my co-producer also uh, is dealing with erectile dysfunction from uh, prostate cancer treatment. So mm-hmm. the fact that the three of us just all came together, we, you know, I've known my co-producer for seven years, you right. know, I met my fiance last year. And the yeah. fact that we all came together, we all have this, we all make films. It just seems like everything, the, the perfect confluence of events are coming together to, to make this a reality. Right. And that's what you guys are here for, really. Right. It's your mm-hmm. calling. And, you know, thank God that, you know, your girl met somebody like you and you met somebody like her. Right. Because that's a, a safe place for a relationship. She probably wouldn't have been mm-hmm. able to have a relationship with a guy that was pushing her into it. Right. And for you, maybe it was always hard to commit to somebody as well. Right. That was putting pressure on you to perform normally right now. today. Uh- you know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. None? And my, my biggest issue with relationships is, is more just, I'm, I'm very difficult to, pl- well, I don't want to say I'm difficult to please, but I know when it's right. And I know when it's not. Right. And, and so it wasn't really a fear of commitment. It was fear of committing to somebody I knew wasn't right. Um, oh yeah. No, I'm not saying fear of committing. I'm saying fear of like, uh, you know, the intimacy aspect to a relationship with a girl who doesn't have the issue that she has that she wants to fuck you every day. You know what I mean? Like being in every relationship, everyone's like rabbits, you know, they're doing it all the time. There's that chemistry. And I would, I would assume it would be, uh, you know, there would be some fear attached to going into a relationship with a woman who has a normal sex drive for because you're going to have to show up and perform every time absolutely so yeah somebody like this you don't even have to perform really you know it it just puts that it takes away all the pressure and i think that that's that's great that's why that's why i get why i mean i totally get why you would you guys would you know be like this is this is this is where i want to hang my hat right and it's uh, i'll tell you as someone with sexual dysfunction as a male with sexual dysfunction yeah. it's very frustrating to have to have a partner say well i'm the guy in this relationship because i want sex more than you do it's like no 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 let's let, let's talk about this because yeah you know from my experience women like sex more than men if, if not equally then more um and so you know that that was another aspect to it it's like okay no let's 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 dial this back a little bit but also you know the the sexual dysfunction aspect of it like it's not just if you're on a treatment, it's not spontaneous. You know, it's it's something you've got to plan. Uh, and so when your partner is ready to go at a moment's notice and you've got to take 10, 20, 30 minutes to wait for a treatment to kick in, yeah. that that can that can start getting real frustrating real fast. Yeah, I found it interesting in that movie. I mean, I'm going to put all the links to, you know, your short below. I thought it was fascinating. Anybody with this problem should go and watch it. I thought it was great that you had those doctors and they're all over the country, right? Because someone could actually reach out to them. And, you know, I love the guy mm-hmm. in uh, New York City. I live because I live in New York and I was like, oh, who do I know that I could send this guy's name? You know, he's like, this is what he specializes in, right? But there was one kind of treatment that it goes right in, right? Are those the injections? Yeah, and it uh, happens so the very fast. Injection. Yeah, it, it was about a 10 minute turnaround. Um, I've actually... As part of the upcoming film, I actually got um, on film. I got you know me experiencing the uh, the injection. Oh, um, and so it takes it can take anywhere from five to ten minutes. Um, now the thing to remember about interca- intercavernosal injections, and we're getting a little deep here on this this treatment, but um, the w- there's a thing called bimix and there's a thing called trimix. And mm-hmm. bimix is just you know simply a combination of two vasodilators. 
Uh, Trimix is a combination of three. The Trimix is, you know, there's, there's, there's no chance. Well, I don't want to say there's no chance it doesn't work, but mm-hmm. it's more likely to work than the Bimix, where the Bimix requires some kind of stimulation, some kind of outside arousal. The Trimix doesn't need that. <laughs> it's going to happen the Trimix no matter what. In, it's coming up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what we found is when, when we filmed, you know, me getting this injection with the Bimix, um, excuse me, um, I, I noticed it was, it was relaxing. It was filling with blood a bit, but it wasn't coming up. And it's because, you know, the anxiety plus, you know, the nerves of, of being on camera and having a, a camera pointed right at your dick oh waiting my God, for not it good. To, not good. <laughs> to go up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, with, with at least the Trimix, the, the injections, like five to 10 minutes, it's coming up. That's actually, surprisingly enough, I found out, that's actually what a lot of porn stars use to, oh, to really? keep it up is the Trimix. Yeah. So they'll take the shot. Um, Depending on you know their their abilities to get it up in a, in a in front of a crowd and on camera, mm-hmm. um, how it's explained to me is you know they'll get it up, they'll film the cum shot first, and then they'll take the injection so they can get it up and film the rest of the scene because you know a thirty minute scene is going to take you a lot more than thirty minutes to film, and they've got to find a way to keep it up somehow. Yeah. And so the the injections are are what they prim- from what I understand what they use primarily to help them stay stay up and, and ready. Hmm. And so you, so you have another film, or like, is this short just a teaser for your full length? Um, so the 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 short. So initially, when I thought about making the, the film about erectile dysfunction, I wanted it to be a feature length. Um, but you know, lack of resources. I was in film school at the time as well, so lack of time. Um, I was I, the first step was to make it into a short just to get it out there. Mm-hmm. But the goal has always been to make a feature. Um, but then, you know, over the course of the research and, and ramping up for the feature, you know, when I found out about, you know, how, how, uh, how female sexual dysfunction is just as prevalent, has just as many issues, um, it was a natural progression to go from just erectile dysfunction into, you know, all sexual dysfunction in general. Um, and do a documentary yeah, the, about the, that. Exactly. Yeah. So the initial goal was to make a feature from the beginning. Right. So your guys, you guys are in the process now of doing that. I guess you would call it a documentary, right? About sexual dysfunction for both men and women. And that short is just like a teaser because I know that you did say you were going to do like a, you're looking for financial help, right? Through crowdfunding or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're launching a Kickstarter. The, the, uh, the intended date of, of launch is August 17th on Kickstarter. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, like anybody who makes films will tell you, unless you've got, um, a lot of, a lot of friends who are willing to work for free and a lot of people who have equipment that are letting, willing to let you work for free, um, you're going to need money. And and I mean, the biggest thing we've got a very small crew, um, we don't need much Mm -hmm. and we've got all the equipment that we need for the most part, but traveling to get the interviews that we need. And also getting the money for the treatments that we're all going to need so we can get that on camera and show people, you know, the process and how it can be done. That's, that's going to require not a, not a huge ton of money. Like we're, we're definitely not a million dollar production, but you know, upwards of 60, 70, $80,000 is what we're looking at. So what, right. So when you do a Kickstarter, do you, do you put a certain amount, right? So what are you, right? Is that how it works that you have to put it like a certain amount mm-hmm. of your goal? And then if you reach that, you get that. Is it 80? Is, is that what you're looking for? Uh, so we're not, we're still not settled on a, on a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, cause the, 
the the fear is you know you you set a goal and then you don't hit it and it's an all or nothing thing um so either you hit your goal or you get nothing so right. we're trying to figure out just based off of you know who we talk to here in the lead up what we think we can get um from them and also what we think you know we can get just from from the people that we reach out to over the course of the month that'll kind of dictate what we set our goal as uh, but regardless of what we get, it's going to give us some breathing room and help us move this thing along. Um, and if we don't get everything that we need, you know, roll with the punches, find find another place for the money to come from until we until we can get this thing done. Right. And now you're short, right? Where can people find mm-hmm. it? I'll include the link below, so, but also just give the mm-hmm. like the destination here. Yeah. So um, I just hosted on a, a Vimeo page that I have. Um, and I've got the link, like, on my Instagram. I've got a link in my bio there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Honestly, that for me, that's the best way for, for people to find me is on Instagram, just because that's, um, that, that's where I, I primarily just do film-related stuff and also, um, you know, sexual health-related stuff. I'm always, like, sending, sending stuff up on my story all the time about sexual health. And I'm getting a lot of people I didn't, I didn't expect reaching out to me and saying, thank you for putting this out. Right. Um, so that's, I'd, I'd say Instagram is definitely the best place to go. And that, again, I've got the link to the Vimeo there. Uh, and in my what's bio. your Instagram? Uh, so it's, uh, I'll spell it out. Uh, so it's O-H underscore H-E-Y underscore Canada. So Oh, Hey Canada. Oh, Hey Canada. Okay. I'll put the link below. Mm-hmm. So O-H underscore H-E-Y underscore Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people can find you there, but we're not done. Okay. I just wanted to give the shout out to <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I like I always say I do my show because I really do like helping people, right? So when you do hear from people, when you put something out, and it really is reaching the right people, you know, there's nothing better than that. And I think you know that's that's great. Like you said, there a lot of people, like a huge amount of people, report that they have these issues. But imagine if really everybody did, how much larger that number would be, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So. Let me ask you this, as far as your girlfriend, she wasn't, it. so the, the new thing that you're getting the Kickstarter for, that's going to be both for women and men? Correct, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's awesome. Now listen, I had you on my show because I think it is a very important uh, short film. I think in your short film, you have so much information on it. It stands alone. I feel like it's such a great start if anybody has, do you call it erectile dysfunction? Am I calling it correctly? <laughs> Is that the name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, just erectile dysfunction. Yeah, if anyone has that, they should look at your shirt because I think there's so much great information as well as experts out there that people could contact for information if they want to help you along with your Kickstarter. I don't know when I'm going to air this, but I'll air it around you. It's mid-August, right? You're going to be doing that Kickstarter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, uh, we're aiming for uh, an August 17th start date. So with anybody, you know, anybody who's listening who does have, you know, some kind of sexual dysfunction, the, the thing to remember is, and this is something I didn't really realize until fairly recently when we were filming interviews and doing research, is doctors, despite how, you know, educated they are and, and how used to all this they should be, doctors are still human. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, here in America, they're still Americans. Um, and so they're just as squeamish talking about sex as most people are. Mm-hmm. So if you are having sexual dysfunction and you go in to see your doctor and you're not getting, you're, you're not satisfied with the treatment that you're getting because they're, they're not as fully invested in getting you better as you are, find another doctor. Totally. Don't stop until you find somebody who's, who's 100% committed to being open and honest with you and helping you figure this thing out. Because 
you know, at the end of the day, as with everything, you have to be your own advocate. Um, so advocate for yourself until you've, you've found the solution and you're happy with it. Yeah, it needs to be somebody who really specializes in that, right? I mean, if you just go to your, you know, I would think a urologist is the right start, right? Maybe, but a lot of these doctors have blinders on, you know, they went to, they studied, they got their degree and, you know, they know the basics and that's it, right? But like the people that you have on, those doctors, like this is, it's more their specialty, right? So they're really experts in that exact thing. Right, yeah, urologists. Um, but even, you know, even urologists, even people who specialize in this, they're, they're still a little, a little iffy about talking about sexual health, you right. know, mm-hmm. it, it is, you know, for the, like, for the most part, it, it does tend to be a physical issue and so they'll attack that, but they won't really talk about the emotional side of it or, you know, they won't talk to you about the quality of your sex life pertaining to your, your sexual dysfunction. So it's almost like you have to find a, a doctor slash therapist, yeah. like somebody who's got the medical background and the experience and the education, but they're also in tune with the emotional side of things mm-hmm. like a licensed mental health counselor would be. So that's, that's, that's a little, sometimes a little difficult to find. Yeah, that's a harder thing to find, right? I know that um, I told you I had a guest on recently. He taped again. I haven't aired it yet, but he was on recently and he was the guy with diabetes who has an erection. But he told me he had one recently and he didn't know how it happened. But I was like, that's like your fucking hope right there. Like if it happened once, it could happen, you know? And then when after I watched your short, I sent it to him. I'm like, please contact one of these doctors in the film. Right. Yeah. And and, and that's that's amazing that you sent that to him and, and, and told him to reach out because that that was the goal is like, all right, if you've got this, first off, know that you're not alone. Second, know that it's treatable and there are people to talk to. And, yeah. and May's, uh, May's Sexual and Reproductive Health in New York, is, they're the only clinic in the country that combines medical staff with mental health staff. Like no, when I you know, go I in for it. a consultation. For, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're the only ones where you, it's required that you see an actual doctor for the physical side and yeah. you also see a therapist for the emotional side in combination. Yeah, I love that guy. I told you, like, he was no, he, there was no try, you can, you might. It was like, every single guy you come in, we will get you an erection. I mean, he didn't, mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't promising miracles. He's, he's, you know, he knows the facts and he's the real deal. And that's why I was like, when I sent it, I was like, oh my God, this is so great. Cause it really does. Like I said, you did the work for people, right? You found the guys out there that really know what they're talking about and don't have a problem talking to people about it. And nowadays because mm-hmm. of COVID everyone, you know, there's so much telehealth, telemedicine is just like all the rage. So everyone has that capability now. So people that have that issue and that problem, they don't have to go and spend five hours. I mean, it could spend me days trying to find the right expert that I'm looking for right or not weeks months you you know you have a couple experts in there right for people that you know for people with this problem to reach out to and I think that that's great because that's the kind of Mm -hmm. information that people are looking for and that I would be looking for in a short like that or you know a a documentary Mm -hmm. like who could I reach out to and I think that the guys that you had there were great and that's a great start you know Mm mm-hmm and also, um, anybody who's, who's listening to this who is dealing with erectile dysfunction and is looking for a, a community, a yeah. group of people who yeah. know exactly what you're going through, yeah. um, first off, fa- Facebook is not your friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm a part of a couple of uh, Facebook groups uh, dedicated solely to erectile dysfunction, and let me tell you, they're frustrating. Oh, um, but if you are looking for a community, yeah, oh man, there's so much misinformation there. Yeah. Um, if you are looking for a community, though, there's uh, Paul from the, from the documentary. His website is franktalk.org. 
uh, F-R-A-N-K-T-A-L-K.org. Mm-hmm. That is a totally anonymous member site. It's free to sign up. It's free to be a part of it. There's a full discussion board with uh, tens of thousands of other guys who are dealing with the same thing that you are. That's awesome. Um, that is that is a great place to start. Is to go to go just read the discussions and 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 find the people who are dealing with the same thing you are, and and go from there. Like emotional support is is such a huge thing, no matter what it is you're dealing with, and the fact that you know they they've got this community out there. Because one of the frustrating things is like, um, you know, no matter what illness you have, you're gonna find a wealth of support groups, whether it's online, whether yeah. it's in person. Erectile dysfunction and sexual dysfunction in general is not that. <laughs> so the fact that there's at least one reputable, large online community out there that you can interact with and get help from is really, is really encouraging. And how smart that they made it anonymous. Like, I think the worst thing would be on Facebook. Like, you're all, you know, who's going to do it on Facebook? I, I don't know. I think that would be really hard for some people, right? Because Facebook is like exactly who you are. It's got your name, it's got your picture, and then you're going to go and it's going to show up that you're involved in this group. And probably a lot of people, you know, maybe wouldn't want to put that out there. But I think it's great that they made it anonymous, right? So people could go to mm-hmm. this guy's blog. I'm going to put a link to that as well. And people could sign up anonymously and get the support and the help. Because I think that's always half the battle, right? It's just knowing that you're not alone and knowing that there's other guys mm-hmm. out there like you. And like you said, there's tens of thousands on that website, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's where people should go and watch your film. They could go to that blog and then they could find, you know, and could they email you as far like do people, could they contact you? I guess they could DM you on Instagram. I'll put your Instagram link too if anyone wants to talk to you. For sure, yeah. Shoot me a DM on on Instagram. So so people could go. I'm gonna put the link. Last thing I'm gonna say again is they could go see your short uh, in the link below. They should contact you or find everything you need. You have to say on your Instagram. That link will be below. And if they wanna donate uh, for your upcoming project, they should go to Kickstarter, and I'll include that link as well below. Absolutely, yeah. That'd be great. Thanks so much for coming on and being so honest about all your stuff. Like, I mean, I feel like maybe I pushed oh. you to give me all the details about you and your girl, but that's what's going to be on the next, on your full length, right? So it's just, it's not like it's something that people don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely something that we're going to have out there in the open. So talking about, actually, this is, this is great. This is great practice. Uh, for for how we're gonna have to be open and honest about it. So yeah, uh, I wish I I wish I had her on and you on together. I wish I could have talked <laughs> to her. Um, but you know, it's it's it, it is what it is. But um, you know, that's great that you were so honest about it. Yeah, and I, I'm so appreciative of you for for having me on here just to kind of spread the message and also, you know, to get the word out about what we're trying to do with the the next effort and the crowdfunding. But at the end of the day, it's all about spreading the information out to as many people as we can find. Because, like you said, the worst thing about going through anything like this or, or anything similar is feeling like you're the only one. Yeah. Like you don't have anybody who knows what you're going through. Yeah. So, yeah, the more, at the end of the day, the more that we can spread this out there to let people know that they're not alone, there are treatment options, there is hope, that the better. Listen, I don't know that you need a, you're going to do the, you know, the, the, the full length and it's going to be a lot more information, but there's a a ton of information. It's such a great short. It gives you all the information that you need as well as experts for people to reach out. And I think it's a really important topic. And I love 
helping people. That's why I do my show. And I really believe that this episode and you will help people. So I'm, I'm, ha- I'm so glad that you called in. I think you're short, you know, it's not just full of interesting stuff. It's done well. So people will go check it mm-hmm. out. And thanks so much for coming on and the right people Absolutely. who need to find this episode. will. Absolutely. And thank again, thank you so much for having me on. And, and since now that I'm thinking about it, your episode with Dr. Joe court. Yes. was Amazing. I love everything him. he was saying. I know. I'm, I'm nodding my head emphatically at everything he's saying. Like that was such a great episode. But that's where you need to go. You know, I, I talked to somebody off air the other day and they were looking for somebody because they were dealing with some sexual stuff, you know, like uh, in their head. And, you know, he has a whole practice of people and that's what they deal with. You know, it's not just a therapist, but it's a therapist who is dealing with sexuality. Right. I mean, that's what he specializes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk to people anymore but he has a whole staff of people who do and I would think because he's a smart guy that he has people on staff that really help people so maybe you and your girl look into that place for therapy for future therapy for you guys but yeah the way I aired his is the way I'll air you guys it's a bonus episode you know my my regular episodes that I air on Sundays are typically more like along the lines of like the you know the people's stories but like I stuff like this that uh, I believe it really helps people and I love to use my platform to promote things like this. Like I always air them as bonus episodes. So this will go out as a bonus episode like his episode because, you know, I think it was very beneficial for people to hear that. And the, I feel the same way about yours. And I'm glad that you enjoyed Dr. Quartz because can you believe what he had to say? People should go listen to that episode too. It's like he was amazing. Oh, it was so good. It, uh, and I, he's probably somebody because I, I asked, uh, I mentioned him to Paul because uh, we're working with Paul pretty, pretty heavily on this upcoming film as well. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. I know Dr. Joe. He's amazing. I'm like, OK, cool. We're going to reach out to him as well. We need to talk get to him. him as well. Yeah. Get him on your fucking sh- on your next uh, project. So yeah, keep me posted if you go, if you, he works with you or let me know when that's done. But everyone go and support your, your Kickstarter. And thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me, Kathy. This was, this was amazing. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Bye. I see you. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, every
everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. 